Hello, I'm Sarah James, a lifestyle blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast in the Lifelisten Network about two women embarking on a self-care bender. We're both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet it's elusive. And while we may have all the information we need, we don't always get there. We want to explore different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious, looking at body, mind, and spirit, and also just some random talk that's thrown in there for good measure. We also want to look at the defenses and distractions to keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey guys, this week we are talking about tanning, all about tanning. <laughs> like, is it a priority for you? We want to talk about self-tanners, spray tanning, sunscreens, even a little bit about skin cancer. So mm. we're kind of like big, big topic on tanning yes. today. But first off, I need to check out because I know Kristen, you had your ablation, right? I did it. I had the ablation. Um, for those of our listeners who are in our Facebook community, I actually did a video right after getting home from the hospital. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I did a Facebook Live, which actually, it's funny because it recorded, it turned sideways. <laughs> it so did. It looked a little janky, but I actually was not on pain meds. <laughs> I was just not on anything. No, that's just me. That's just you. That's just me doing things wrong, not knowing how <laughs> Facebook works. Um, but yes, I did. I did the ablation. So in case you have not been following along, a uterine ablation is a procedure that they do that can help with both heavy periods and cramps, both of which have been a problem for me in perimenopause. Um, and so what they do is there are various techniques they can use, but they dilate your cervix and then laparoscopically, um, you're put under and then they can either use a mesh lining to burn, um, the inside of your uterus lining, um, or they can, um, like electrocute it. I mean, there's a number of, of <laughs> techniques that they can use that Sounds all sound delicious. horrible. Uh -huh. All sounds horrible. Um, but then the result is that your uterine lining is basically burned off so that you no longer shed that uterine lining every month. So in a sense, you could potentially not have a period anymore. Hallelujah. Which remains to be seen. Um, but this was a procedure that I have long wanted to do. I did a lot of, <laughs> of, um, crowdsourcing questions on Facebook and people were effusive mm -hmm. about this procedure. Yes. I mean, we both have some mutual friends who are like, it's the best thing I ever did. So yes, lots of, I people. was just, yeah, I was over my periods. I was over, you know, having the really heavy bleeding that just you know, where I feel like I'm a teenager, like getting caught, you know, totally, um, bleeding through tampons and stuff like that and cramps. So I, I went in for the procedure, um, a couple learnings <laughs> from the procedure. Please share, please share. I will. Well, number one, I just did not take it seriously. Okay. And, and you know, it's interesting. We talk, we both talk a lot about our anxiety and, and I think that I can vacillate between two extremes. I either freak out about things or I kind of live in a weird denial about them. Mm -hmm. Yes. Does it sound familiar? Oh, do you yes. do that too? Oh, yes. Yeah. 
And so with the ablation, I, and, and it's, it's like I'm trying to compensate for my anxiety. It's, it's an attempt at a coping skill. But with my ablation, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to Google it. I'm not going to freak out. It's an outpatient procedure. No big, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. Um, and the result is that I really was not prepared for okay. the seriousness of, of the procedure. So mistake number one is that I showed up at the hospital by myself. Oh, okay. Yeah, which, because I was like, this is not a big deal. And it's well, not yeah. like I don't, it's not like I don't have people in my life who would have gladly gone with me. Of course. But I will also interject here that there are a lot of people that made it seem that it wasn't that big of a deal. I remember reading and like, and they were like, oh yeah, no bit. Like I was back to work the next morning. I, I feel like yes. I read those. Did I make that up? No, you did. Okay. But I pro- okay. Well, number one, they probably don't remember the beginning part because that's not what you remember. Right, right. You right. don't remember sitting in triage. But I will say also number two is that I underestimated my anxiety about being in a hospital. Oh, yes. So I don't think everyone reacts that way, but mm-hmm. it's like I literally got, I Ubered myself there. Oh, I mean, and this is Kristen. me trying to be like low key, oh. like I'm fine, gonna Uber oh, myself there. I'll be no. home by ten. Oh, oh girl. So I Ubered myself there, and then they put me into triage and they changed me and they put me into a gown with compression socks. And literally, it was like at that moment I realized like. I'm having surgery. Right. Like, I'm they, going they, under. They put you under, correct? Yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, is a, it, that's a huge deal just in itself. Right. And they've, I, I'm hooked up to an IV. And I just, which, I, again, I knew, but I wasn't letting myself think about it. Right. And so I'm sitting in this room, and I, you have to sit there for an hour. Like, I was ready for surgery for an hour before, you know, the surgery was scheduled. And I just proceed to, like, really have a legit panic like attack. Like, spin out, completely spin out. I totally spun out. I, and, oh. and, you know, it's just, you forget, because I don't have a lot of experience in hospitals, really, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, other than, obviously, you know, there's negative experiences of being in a hospital that we all right. have, you know. Right. involving my grandparents' death or things like that. So, you know, it's just like that sense memory, the smells, the lights, you know. And then there's, I'm in a triage, which is divided by curtains, but I'm basically in a big giant room full of other people going into surgery for other things and I'm hearing all the conversations mm-hmm. and most people are there in some trauma, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh. it's just like, this is like, it's like everything got real, you know? Yeah. It's not a good recipe for those with anxiety at all. No. So, you know, I then proceeded to text my boyfriend and said, I, this was a mistake for me to come alone. And he was oh. like, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> so he showed up. Um, oh, and as soon good. as he showed up, like he talked me down, but I was in a horrible place. Oh. I was really crying. And then the nurse kept coming and checking on me, but then I'm doing the thing that anxious people do where I'm reassuring her, like, this is just normal for me. This oh, is yes. the thing that happens. Oh, honey. Oh like, gosh. Oh my Like gosh, I'm yes. okay. You know, she's like, do we need to, you know, I'm like, I'm okay. This is happening. Oh, like, oh my God. This is just a thing I do. Disregard. Oh, I know. You, uh, once again, kind of playing it down, playing it down. Don't worry. It's going to be fine. I don't want to put you out at all. I'm a three. It's, totally. <laughs> like, I'm not crying. This is allergies. Yeah, it's fine. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, and another thing that I kind of realized, too, is like the way that my family has always coped 
in situations like this is through humor, you know? Right. I mean, I remember my mother going in to have a brain tumor removed, which is a rather serious surgery. And she's like being wheeled down the hall and we're like yelling after her, like, you're giving me the precious moments. Like we're joking with her. Yeah. 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 And she's loving it. Like it's, it's lightening the mood. That's how my family is. We're all very sarcastic. And like, I didn't have that coping skill by myself. Right. You know, to joke with people. Oh, I just, it just makes me, I wish I was there. Oh, no, you don't. Cause I would have been like, yeah, you probably are going to die. You're going to die. No, you wouldn't have. <laughs> no, I, know. I, no, I wouldn't. I would have been joking with you. We've been laughing hysterically because that's, that's how we roll, you know? No, exactly. But I totally, you would have been calling out my ridiculousness. I am like right there with you. You're telling this story mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you ha- made it through that hour waiting before. Made it through the surgery. Well, then the other thing is. They didn't put me out before they wheeled me into the surgery room, which I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how things go, but like, I just didn't need to see all the equipment. Right. Oh no. Right. Especially if it's some mesh thing. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, you know, I'm just in retrospect, like, I kind of wish I had just said like, can you just put me out and then wheel me? (laughs) Right. Or just give me a mask or something. (laughs) Cover my eyes. Yeah. And I probably, it's just, it's so tough because I really... We joke about anxiety. I truly do. I I have a real anxiety disorder. Like, a, you know, I yeah. have a mental health issue. Right. And I, I never bring it up. And it's right. like, it was a lesson of like, when I have a pre-op appointment, I need to talk about this with the doctor. Yes. And yes. I need to discuss, can I take my sedative before? Because of course I didn't. Yes. And that would have been immensely helpful. Once again, uh, yeah. this is just, this all plays around this whole stigma of mental illness. I know. You know, it it, it makes me really angry because I just think of you in there and being so anxious, but you made it through. I really didn't see it coming. Yeah. Well, I think also, like you said, there could be some trauma there possibly with you that came up. uh, Yeah. So that, okay, I'm going to get to that part. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's the whole thing. Yeah. So I wake up from the surgery. I do have to say I was in immense pain. Um, immense pain. And here's what's tough too. I don't know where the glitch happened, but my doctor prescribed me painkillers, but they were at my pharmacy. Oh, well, they were that's not there super helpful. in the hospital. <laughs> so I'm sitting in the hospital and I knew I had, you know, I had two hours to sit there because they've got to make sure that you're up and walking and coming out of anesthesia. So I have two hours and I'm in so much pain. And so I'm saying like, can you guys give me a painkiller? And they're like, well, your doctor didn't call one in. It's at the pharmacy. I mean, we could call your doctor. And then I'm thinking, well, they're going to call the doctor and it's going to take forever. And I want, I just wanted to leave. Right. Like I wanted to get out of there. So I was like, just forget it. So anyway, I was without painkiller, which was really stupid. Um, and then I got home and I, and I don't like to take opiates. I was prescribed like, you know, codeine or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I didn't, I didn't end up taking it. Um, but I, so I came home and I actually managed the pain with that Livia device that I've talked about. Did you? Yes. Whoa. It was insane. It was so helpful, which the Livia is like, it's a tens device, which sends little elect, little tiny electric um, vibrations so that your brain picks that up before pain. Right. And that was super effective. Oh, that is, I'm so glad you had that. Yeah. 
But so yeah, I was I was really crampy the first 24 hours, like worse than I thought it would be. But then it really went away. But then I was really tired. Oh, well, like, I bet really tired. Well, just the anxiety alone. Yes. Just the fight or flight that your body was in during that time. I'm sure you were exhausted, not to mention you had surgery and were put under. Well, and I, the, the biggest thing for me coming out of the surgery was that I was continuing to feel like I was in a panic attack for three days. Oh, like no. I couldn't get above it. I was waking up with a sense of dread, living with a sense of dread. I was just feeling super nervous. I was feeling like, you know, I think I might get an infection. Like all those intrusive thoughts. I might have an infection. Mm-hmm. These cramps might be too much. I think my uterus is perforated, you know, just. Oh, yeah, yeah. Going down to crazy and not able to, like, usually I can say, like, okay, Kristen, calm down. Like, not able to rise above those intrusive thoughts. Mm -hmm. And it finally dawned on me, like, day three, I forced myself out of the house to just walk around Target. Like, look at pretty things at Mm -hmm. Target. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm walking around and I'm feeling that heaviness in my uterus and the cramps. And I realize that this feeling I'm feeling feels exactly the same as a miscarriage. Uh, of which I've yep. had six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there the is trauma. that trauma body connection. And that's uh, where that anxiety was coming from that I couldn't even identify that muscle memory of this horrible thing happening. Oh my gosh, that was it. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. But it, I mean, it's not actually. I mean, it is, but it isn't. You know, that's yeah. all housed within you. It's all still there. It is. You know? And so I think that's really at the end of the day, where my anxiety post-surgery came from was just this familiar bodily feeling of your cervix having been dilated and your uterus expelling things like, and I just, I have so much trauma around that. So once I realized that I was able to kind of, you know, do some cognitive thought work and pull it together. Good. Yeah. Well, it's good that you, you know, you tapped into the source. You know, yes. had you not had you not had that realization, who knows how long that would have kind of like festered, you know? I know. I know. Oh. And I don't know why it took me so long to get there either, but I because I think I was in so much anxiety. Oh, sure. So I don't know. I mean, it was a little more serious than I thought it would be, but it was also compounded by my own my my own anxiety. Right. Um, but it remains to be seen, you know. I I have a feeling if this ended my period, I will definitely feel like it was worth it. Okay. So but you Pain-wise, like you feel back to normal now. Um, yes, I feel pretty back to normal. Um, I feel a little still fatigued, mm-hmm. um, but I th- I think that I also have adrenal fatigue, which is a whole thing we need to talk about yes. in another episode. Yeah. And I think that that adrenal fatigue really affected my ability to bounce back because I walked into the surgery room after having just the most ridiculous amount of stress in right. the last few weeks. Right. Right. So I think that all kind of played together. Well, hopefully, hopefully I know. your next cycle, you won't even notice that. Well, you we'll will not see. Be I will. I'm excited to report back. I am too. So when, are, when do you expect that? In a couple of weeks, probably? Okay. Let me, let me pull up my flow app, yeah, pull, up, <laughs> pull up the flow app. I can't tell you how many times in a day I pull up my flow app myself. I kind of love it because I'm tracking my headaches with it as well. Oh, and exactly. I love it because I like to go back and be like, did I have a headache this time last cycle? Well, I did. And it makes me feel better that I don't have a brain tumor. And in fact, it's hormonally related. Oh, exactly. I love uh-huh. this app. Okay. So my period is in three days. 
okay, okay, okay. Oh, you know what? We are synced up, Kristen Howerton. <laughs> of course we are. We are synced up because my Flow app says, I'm pulling it up right now. Why am I doing this right now during a podcast? I don't know, but people need to know. <laughs> yeah, period in four days. That's funny. We are synced up. I can't even believe it. Um, okay, well, yes, definitely get back to us. I'm dying to know because it's still- well. The one bummer is the one thing the ablation can't fix is like PMS. Well, right. I mean, that's the thing. You still, I mean, the hormonal fluctuations, nothing changes with that. Exactly. But- so I, I, I'll still probably, you know, be mad at someone tonight and get into an <laughs> irrational argument about something. Well, of course. I mean, come on. That's just normal. Normal. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. I don't have anything super exciting like surgery, but well, I, I did. You're move. moving into your house finally. I, I am. I am. I am in my new closet in my new house recording this podcast right now. It's, <laughs> and it's lovely. It's just lovely. No, we, um, we moved. Well, I have to say we haven't sold our old house. So it's not like one of those call up a moving service and it's done in one day and then you're unpacking. We're kind of, we never hired a moving service or even a truck. We have, a, well, you have a friend that has a big sprinter van. Are you serious? You're doing oh. all of this like college style? Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, so my husband, one of his colleagues who owns amazing mid-century store here called Remodern, actually, it's amazing in Oklahoma City in the Paseo, he has a really large sprinter van, you know, because where he goes and finds all his furniture. So he he helped Dustin move all the really large things, which, oh, that reminds me, I guess I can tell you all, we were supposed to move on a Saturday. And I... It was Thursday, the Thursday before the Saturday, and I had an event that evening, and I came home at 8 p.m., and I walked into my house, (laughs) and um, the beds were gone, the sofa was gone, all of the furniture was gone. I saw that you, and and you totally (laughs) called him out on Instagram, and it was so funny. (laughs) I was so pissed, but I was like, wait, Here's all I want to do, you know, introverted. I was just at an event at a museum talking to a lot of people. All I wanted to do was go upstairs to my room and sit on my bed quietly. And my bed <laughs> wasn't there. I was so pissed. Oh, yeah. So I, I filmed this whole like stories, g- busting him at the new house with his accomplices who happened to be, you know, so our friend. Funny. With the, yeah. So I, so the good news is that got me off the pot, so to say, because I'm the world's yeah. biggest procrastinator. I had not packed anything. And so suddenly I realized, okay, wow, like I have to actually spend the night at the new house and we don't yeah, have like I don't dishes. live here now. And yeah, yeah, right. So it did light a little fire under my butt. So anyway, we're we're like 75% moved in. We still have stuff at the old house, but it's happening and I'm happy. And now we're going through that lovely phase where it's like well, is everything going to work that we installed in this house? Like, our, you know, <sighs> you know, like we already had a sink leak. Um, you know, those little, yeah. now we're dealing with all that stuff. Like, why isn't the dishwasher doing this? And, um, but I'm happy. I, I really love this house. It just, I don't know. It has like a really good energy. I feel good in it. I feel like safe and comfortable and I happy. Yeah. So I am really, really happy. However, I'll be way more happy when all these boxes are unpacked and put away and out of my face. Cause you know, that smell <sighs> of packing boxes. Yeah. Like, it has that weird smell. My whole house smells like that. We have no That's window covering. Good. So we have brown craft paper with blue tape covering our windows, which uh, I'm I mean, sure also just makes everything look dark and gray. Totally. Totally. But at the same time, I don't really want to shower in front of the neighbors. <laughs> like no, that's not the intro that you want to. 
Oh, so anyway, that's that's what's going so on where, over here. What is your? You've moved a lot, as have I. What's your unpacking priority? Like, what do you start with? Well, first of all, I have to say I know where you start. I love that you already had a painting hung in your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was so. Dustin. Sarah starts with the art. No, that was Dustin. Dustin <laughs> is the art. I start at kitchen first, like because I gotta eat and the okay. kids have to eat, and I just all those dishes. I just want that up. So kitchen's always done first. And in fact, right now my kitchen is fully done. I mean, it's, it's like operating good to go. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of myself. I busted it out. And then my second runner up is my closet. And I mean, I just, the thought of all my clothes, I just want my clothes. I, I don't know. Organization calms my anxiety, you know, and clothes, I, you know, I just, can't deal. So okay, the, let's back up here for what? a second though. Yes. Because I feel like you might have done your face products before all of this. Oh, <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. The problem, Kristen. Okay. The face products. So I had a very, very small bathroom. Our bathroom in the old house, Kristen had one drawer in the bathroom. Whoa. Okay. So what I had done over the course of three and a half years of living in that house is all of the products I receive on a weekly basis, which I just have to say are a lot of products. I receive between 10 and 20 packages a week of skincare stuff. Yeah. I had kind of placed it all around the house and I got to this new house and I had probably six or seven huge boxes filled with skincare. (laughs) that I'm never going to use. I'm never going to get to it. I just, I don't. So I did, Dustin made me these custom built-in shelves in my bathroom. And that was the first thing. I pulled out all of the like oils and serums and stuff that I like and placed Mm -hmm. them up there and oohed and odd. But I will tell you right now that that, our master bathroom right now, you can't even walk into it. And I, (laughs) I don't know what to do. I don't, I think I'm going to have a garage sale. I'm going to have a beauty skincare garage sale on my front yard because I can't, and he keeps on looking at me. He's like, what are you, what are you going to do? I don't know. Put it in the basement. So we're still trying to figure that out. I'm going through a huge organizing deal, which you know what? I'll talk about, and one of my two thumbs up has to do with organizing, which we'll be talking mm-hmm. about really soon. But um, yeah, I'm, I've got to figure out some way to organize all of this stuff because it's too much and I can't deal. I cannot deal. No, I've, I mean, I feel you. I also get a lot of samples, but I also just buy a lot of things. <laughs> and I mean, my bathroom is absurd. Oh, Yeah. Absurd. Like I probably have 30 serums. Oh, it's yeah. Shameful. Like when you open my medicine cabinet, things just fall out. <laughs> I know. I know. So Kristen and I always talk about how lucky we are to have sponsors that we actually use and love. And this particular sponsor is a service I've been receiving for a couple of years now called Beauty Heroes. So Beauty Heroes is a sophisticated, clean beauty subscription service. For about $40 a month, you receive a box with amazing products that are always valued to be at least $40, but sometimes I will tell you they go over $200 on these boxes. But honestly, the real value is discovering full-sized 
beauty products from the best green beauty brands out there. This is super fantastic if you are new to clean beauty because it introduces you to truly great brands out there. And I can honestly say that even being in the clean beauty world as my career, Beauty Heroes always still surprises me with brands that I've never heard of as well as some of the tried and true ones I love. Being a member has the best benefit because Beauty Heroes members get a 15% off discount in the beauty store every day of the year. So you don't really feel pressured to purchase when products go on sale and the discount is there when you want and need it. Now, the beauty store has tons of clean beauty brands in it and it's so, so refreshing, you know, not to have to like search for a coupon or look for an email with a sale or offer. Um, with that being said though, you don't need to be a Beauty Heroes member to shop at the Beauty Heroes store. So we have joined forces with Beauty Heroes and have such a good offer for you guys. If you join Beauty Heroes as a member, you will receive a free full-sized Vapor Organic Beauty Lipstick in my personal favorite color called Au Pair. Um, I have spoken about Vapor many times in the past, written about them, filled videos about them. I love this line of makeup. And this particular color is so wearable. It's described as a velvet berry. Um, but for me, it's just, it's that perfect your lips, but better mid-tone range that is great for the day, great for night. I wear mine all of the time. So to take advantage of this offer, simply visit beauty-heroes.com and enter the code SELFIE to receive your free vapor lipstick when you become a member. Once again, that's beauty-heroes.com, promo code SELFIE. All right, let's do our um, two thumbs up recommendations for the week. So this one is related to a conversation that started in our Facebook community which if you are not over there, you really should join us. It is such a fantastic place to ask those questions that you probably wouldn't want to ask on regular Facebook. <laughs> yeah. um, but someone asked about strapless bras, which I find to be very challenging. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. Like either they don't support or they like have to be tight enough that they dig a hole into my skin. Um, yes. So anyway, we were talking about summer strapless bras. You know, the bras that you want to wear under like your little strappy dresses, yeah. like your maxi yeah. dresses. And so I did recommend, and I love um, this, bra this strapless bra. Now, caveat, this offers pretty much no support. There's no <laughs> underwire. You're going to be a little, you know, if you're a little deflated, you're going to be a little deflated. Yeah. This is not going to offer any lift or separation. But it's, it's from Amazon. It's a bandeau bra pack. They come in a four pack. I think it's 16 bucks for the four pack. Whoa. And it is basically just a bandeau of fabric, but there are liners so that <gasps> you don't have your nipples poking through. What? Makes sense? So like yeah. really good for around the house. Just Oh, for sure. For sure. Oh. But you can wear it out because, and again, it's not going to offer any support but it's going to keep it from looking like you're not wearing a bra. Right. And no they're hip slip. They're very comfortable. I mean, there's, you know, it doesn't dig at all. It's just like this nice soft fabric. Um, it, and it is perfect for, you know, just a casual day where maybe you want to wear a sundress or a maxi dress, but you don't feel the need to like boost the ladies right up. Um, they're, they're great. 
how did I miss this in the Facebook community? I did not see this. And I will say that now I have officially joined your ranks and I'm purchasing it right now. I'm clicking on the link and I'm purchasing (laughs) these because look, they come in. There's a pink one too. Oh yeah. You know what they're also good for is if you ever have those dresses that have like the cross neck kind of like a low dip, they look like a cami from the top. So, like, mm-hmm. if you had a dress where the cleavage was a little too much for everyday wear, you could pop this baby on and, like, offer a little coverage. I love that because they're so popular right now, those deep V mm-hmm. day dresses. And I don't understand how people wear those things. Uh, like, I know. Hello. Half my boobs falling out. Ooh, um, totally. Good. Which, you know, no judgment if that's how you want to roll. But I, my kids will tell me. They'll be like, Mom. <laughs> You're showing too much cleavage. <laughs> You're embarrassing. That's not awkward at all. Okay, thanks, I know. Guys. Thanks. Oh, the joys of raising teenagers mm-hmm. who think you're just embarrassing all the time. <laughs> so what else do you have? Okay, the other thing I have to recommend is oh, I'm so in love with this thing. <gasps> and I was reminded of my love for it because mine broke. Okay. Um, but... I will say for the company, they sent a replacement item out for free. It is um, my Dyson cordless stick vacuum. Do you okay. have this one? No. Sarah. Okay. So it is, it's a cordless vacuum that you pop into the wall to recharge it. So you don't have to plug it in at all when you use it. And it's really small. It's just like a, st- I mean, it is like a stick. Okay. And then there's like the body and then it comes with all of these different attachments. So you can use like, use it, you can use it like a regular vacuum or you could put a little short attachment on it and vacuum out your car. But the reason I love this one is that it's very easy for kids to use. Okay. Bullseye. Really easy. Bullseye. So my kids can pop it off the wall. They don't have to find a place to plug in. And then, you know, it makes it so fast because you're not plugging it in from room to room. Like, I can vacuum the entire house in 10 minutes with this thing. And it, is, it has good suckage. That's not the scientific term, but you know what I mean? It has. It does have really good suction. Suction. And they have an attachment <laughs> for pet hair. Oh, I don't have a pet, but that would be great for Exactly. So I don't have that one. I only have hard, um, well, I have not even hardwood, but I have hard flooring. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have carpet or anything, but it, it's perfect. It works perfectly well. So I don't really sweep anymore. I just grab that thing. And then you empty it kind of after every use. Okay. Do you know what that would be perfect for, for me? Hmm. You know, I've got a really full head of hair. And when I blow dry my hair, I lose so much hair. It's frightening, but uh-huh. it's not scary because I still have really thick hair. But my bathroom floor, after I blow totally. dry my hair, is disgusting. It's just yep. covered in hair. That would be perfect because it's not, if it's yeah. not super heavy, yeah. that's, I need that. Okay, and the thing I love list. about it too is because it docks in the charging station, you never like forgot to charge it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's always charging. And I have it, I have it hanging up right in my kitchen, just like on the side of my pantry. It's just boom right there so that I can grab it. I love this thing so much. Okay. I'm getting one. I'm getting one because we are, I just need one anyway. Our vacuum's not doing so well. Well, I'll link it to the one I have because it's on sale on Amazon right now. So I'll put it on selfiepodcast.com. It's the Dyson V6. All right. Thank you. I'm getting it. Cha-ching. Buying it. 
Um, okay, so, okay, my first thumbs up, going back to that whole makeup organization thing, as you all can imagine, um, when I would be full of pain covering my body because I've been working so hard on packing and I want to take a break, the first thing I did, as you know, Kristen, is go on a deep dive down a rabbit hole of makeup vanity drawer organization. Oh, I, naturally. But yeah, I have seen every video on YouTube about makeup drawer organization. Ask me anything, I know it all. And a lot of the beauty bloggers that have lots of cosmetics talk about these makeup organizers called Muji. The brand is Muji. It's Japanese. And they're just, they're, they're pretty basic, but they're just nice, like rounded off singular compartments where you can house things. Like for me, this is probably going to be a little much. I know people just bear with me, but like I need something for my foundations, my concealer, my lipsticks, my blushes. Oh yeah. Because I don't like mixing them all together. I like to, I, I want to kind of segment things out. Like that's the tray I grab next. And anyway, they make these and they're lovely and they sell them on Amazon and they're like $5. They're, they're inexpensive. They come from Japan, but you know, they're sort, they um, are fulfilled by Amazon. So you can still get them on prime. So I have a whole bunch coming to me right now because I'm trying to get the stuff under control and get all, I have a vanity with four drawers and I want to get those mm. optimally filled and organi organized so I don't have stuff everywhere. So of course the Muji ones seem pretty cool and people seem to love them according to YouTube people, YouTube vlogger people. Well, um, and they're not expensive. No, I think they I think the ones I got were like eight or nine dollars. They just come, they're really good shapes. Uh, they're just kind yeah. of rounded off rectangles or rounded off and they just look nice and they're not the hard, clear plastic acrylic. They're more of like a yeah. opaque. I can't explain it. This is like way too much detail about a makeup organizer, but you know who I am. I um, love yeah. this stuff. Well, I completely agree with you on keeping everything separated. You gotta separate it all. I can't have it all together. I've got, I'm on, I'm on time crunch people. Okay. So that's number one. Number two is my new gua sha tool, which. <gasps> <every> <laughs> oh, I'm excited that you're going to talk about this. Uh, let's do an episode about gua sha. We probably should. Well, we can just, we can wrap it into facial massage. We can talk about all of that stuff. But, um, so if you don't know what gua sha is, it's basically, um, an ancient Chinese Eastern way of, massaging the face and bringing, um, bringing circulation to the face. It's said to decrease fine lines and wrinkles, acne, all of that stuff. But you, there's these little tools that are usually made out of jade and they're just, they have different shapes. And what you do is you can do this in like 30 seconds. You can spend five minutes doing it. You just kind of I wouldn't call it massage, but you kind of like pull this thing across the face. Um, some people describe it as scraping, but I don't like that word because that makes it sound like you're actually scraping your skin um, off, <laughs> which is not happening. <laughs> but it is the reason I love it. I don't know if it reduces my fine lines and wrinkles. I don't care, but it is the best tension release ever. It feels mm -hmm. so good. At night, I just take it from my eyebrows up to my temples and up my cheekbones and it just relaxes me and it feels like a little mini massage. And your face actually gets red, which I like because that tells me that the circulation, the blood is being pumped to my skin because um, we want to keep it looking as youthful as possible. 
Mm -hmm. the reason I like this particular tool that I'll link to at selfiepodcast.com is the shape of it. It has this notch on one side that if any of you deal with jaw tension, any of my anxiety girls probably are like, Uh yes, 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 yes. That notch fits right where your jaw. So you take that (gasps) jade and you run it up the side of your jaw to your ear and it is magical. It is nothing less than magical on reducing jaw tension. I love it. I'm very excited about this. So even if you're like not up with the gua sha for the cosmetic benefits, if you carry tension in your jaw or your Mm -hmm. temples or your head, get on this. I think this tool is under, um, I want to say, I'm looking at it, $16.99. It's $16.99. It's beautiful. It's green jade. It's lovely. It looks nice sitting, you know next to your bed or wherever, but I highly recommend it, ladies. Okay, I can't wait to try this. I think you'll like it. Okay, we are going to take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors. IntelliWhite is a smart whitening system for your teeth that takes only 40 minutes and it's only one time. And it lightens your teeth by six shades and that's guaranteed which is kind of insane, six shades. Um, it's actually, it yeah, right? So it's actually their cool blue whitening kit and it works by gel and blue light creating a chemical reaction called photocatalytic conversion. Ooh, sciency. Sounds very sciency. <laughs> um, what's great about this one is most standard whitening gels simply rely on the gel part, but IntelliWhite's combo creates this real, actual chemical conversion that is more effective. If you want to whiten your teeth dramatically, it's a great company to try because they have a 30-day, 100% money-back guarantee. So you can check out IntelliWhite's cool blue whitening kit at shopintelliwhite.com. That's shop, I-N-T-E-L-L-I-W-H-I-T-E, and use the discount code SELFIE for 10% off. Okay, let's talk about tanning. Now, Kristen, I have to say, I when I see you, I feel like you're always relatively tan. Yeah. You know and, what? I have to say that this was supposed to be a lighter topic, but this is a very, I, I will admit, this is a fraught topic for me. Really? It is. Why? Because I do like being tan. I really do. Okay. Um, and you know, I'm a holdover and I'm an eighties kid. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Florida. We tanned like crazy growing up. Oh yeah. And my mom did too. I mean, that was the model that I had. My mom is a freckled redhead and she used to joke that she was going to lay out until her freckles met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that before. But she also kind of did that. <laughs> so I grew up, I mean, Laying out was in Florida was like a thing you did every day. Like, I'm oh, going to go sure. lay out. Yeah. Oh, same in Oklahoma because there was, I mean, nothing else to do. Like, we were landlocked. Yeah. We'd go to a pool. Pool or the lake. Yeah. yeah. And then I got a job as a lifeguard through high school and college simply for the fact that I could get paid to get tan. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I struggle. I struggle with it. I struggle with wanting to be tan. Um, with wanting to get color, I feel like I look better when I have color. Um, you know, it's just, it's a self-esteem issue for me. I just feel much better when I have color. And at the same time, 
um, A, I know I'm, you know, way at high risk for skin cancer, but B, um, I know that it has aged my skin. Like Mm -hmm. I know that my skin right now at 43 looks the way that it does because I've been, you know, laying out my entire, my entire life. Yeah. Well, I, I feel you on that because my childhood was very much like yours in that we just laid out every weekend. We go to Sonic, like this, like drive in, <laughs> drive the restaurant, get ourselves big cherry limeade slushes and just slather ourselves with baby oil, baby uh-huh. oil, baby, baby oil. oil. I For cannot sure. believe I did that. I mean, we, we were almost as bad as like getting the foil, you know, the foil you could put underneath. So like it hit your face from the sun would like reflect up on your face to get like the underneath curves of your face tan. I mean, come on, it's crazy. And not only that, oh, yeah. but I, we, I went to tanning beds in high school because Lord um, knows oh. if you went to the prom, yeah. you got to be tan. I went to tanning beds all through high school. In college, I had a friend who worked at a tanning bed and she'd let me tan for free. I went every day. Every day? Every day. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I, I have struggled with that even in adulthood. I have – we've talked about this before, but I have a, a patch of eczema on the back of my leg, mm-hmm. and the one thing that it responds to is going into it's, a tanning bed. Yeah. And so – I will on occasion when it really flares up, go in and I, it's a real discipline for me because when you, anyway, UV is an actual treatment for eczema. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you really only need like one or two minutes of exposure and it's a real <laughs> struggle for me right. not to just go like, I'm actually tanning, you know what I mean? As opposed right. to like treating my eczema. Well, and I, I don't necessarily, well, first off, I was told the same thing, by my, even by my dermatologist, that the bumps that I was having, the rash on my back would probably respond best to getting some sun from my dermatologist. Yeah. She's like, you know, I'm just yes. going to tell you honestly. And it did. It, it really, really helped. Yeah. Um, a lot. But I also think like you're, you're not alone in the thought that you feel like you look better with a tan. I feel like most people would agree that when they have a little color coming back from vacation, they feel like they look it just looks better, you know? Yeah. I also Well, think, I think most white people, like this is definitely like a white a, person problem. This is problem. a white person problem. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I tend to be more of like, since I have such dark hair and dark eyes, like I have, as I've gotten older, have t- I've tended to go the snow white direction. Like I, I, right. like I like the really big contrast of like the lighter skin and the dark hair. But, um, but I could totally see being blonde. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's different. You can't, mm-hmm. you, you know, you can, you, you look, you can look washed out a lot easier totally. if you don't have super dark hair. So I well, hear you. Let me tell you a story around this. A few years ago, I was tanning on the regular because I had a condition called pups, which is, it's super gross, but it's the, when your entire body breaks out during a pregnancy in these little pistols. Have you heard of this? No. And it covers you from head to toe. Oh, oh, poor thing. Yeah. It it looks like hives. It looks like hives or like a very, it's a flat rash. Okay. But it's super itchy and uncomfortable. And so I had this with my second pregnancy and I had it post-pregnancy and the tanning bed is like one of the ways that you can treat it. Yeah. And so I started doing that and then I just didn't stop. And so I had a period where I was very tan Mm -hmm. and 
I got compliments daily Did on you? how good I looked. Really? Now, no one said, no one mentioned the tan, but it's kind of like the Botox thing. It's like, they're not sure why you look so good, but I mean, people would be like, <sighs> you look so happy. Oh. You look so refreshed. Like, I mean, and I knew it was because of, I knew why. And that's Like, you tough. know, you look so great. Yeah. And then you internalize that and you totally. think, well, I'm tan and look at all this admiration, praise, whatever you want to call it. I'm getting mm-hmm. and why would you not want to be? I know. That is tough. Be- well, why would you not want to be? Because you don't want to ruin your skin. Well, you don't want to ruin your skin. You don't want to have skin cancer. Like I've had three yeah. times already. Three times. Which that's yeah. a whole other conversation. Um, but... So, okay. So I'm not, you know, I don't ever get, I don't get tan. Like I, it's not possible. I've got way far too much Irish in me to tan. I, I like freckle. I break out in rashes. I turn red. I turn pink. It's <laughs> gross. Although when I was younger, when I was a child, I did get tan. It's weird. I don't know what's happened, but, um, and I'm okay with that. Um, like we, for the reasons we just talked about. Um, yeah. But just this summer, I don't know what it is. I have been, especially the fact that I'm so into green beauty, but I am really interested in getting a spray tan. Like I really want to get a spray tan. Have you ever done it? No, but I want to, and I don't even care. I don't care what chemicals they spray on me, but we're headed. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I just, I, cause I'm starting to think, you know, maybe, maybe I would look good with the tan. I don't know. But um, I've noticed like, some of my friends, you know, I'm like, oh, you just look so healthy in tone. And like, well, it's because I just got a spray tan. Kind of like what we're yeah. saying, when people were saying, you look really good. You look happy. You look healthy. I don't know what it is exactly. Um, so I, I think I'm going to get a spray tan. But I'm kind of scared that I'm going to look like Ross from Friends. Remember that totally. episode? I, oh. I've they, gotten one once before. Did and you I like it? I didn't love it. You didn't. I didn't love it. I, I felt like I went a little orange, but that is also kind of my skin undertone. I feel like you might, that might not be an issue for you. Okay. I think I'm going to try it when I have a week ahead of me that I don't have anything really important. Exactly. And just see. Because exactly. we go on, you know, we always go to California in July and that is, I will say, that is the one time we always go to Laguna Beach and we literally spend every day at the beach. And it's the one time that I feel a little bit, I don't, I feel a little insecure because I am kind of pale and I just, ugh. and so I've been thinking about getting one before I go on this trip. But I mean, I get that. Like a, a group of friends and I always go to the desert every year. There's like 12 of us that, you know, spend a vacation spend a vacation sitting by the pool and if we're doing it in August. And of course we're all already talking about like, how are we going to get tan for the trip? <laughs> like I got to get some color before the trip. Like God forbid we see each other in our natural skin tone in bathing suits. I, well, God forbid. Do not do that. Don't my uh. eyes, my eyes. Um, so I think I'm going to try the spray tan this summer and then also, so do you ever use self-tanners at home or are you strictly more like true sun or a bed? Well, I have, I have used those as well, but I mean, they're streaky. It's, and I think they're the same chemicals as in a spray tan. So, you know, I just turn orange. Right. Um, there is one that I tried this past year. If anyone's looking for a greener alternative um, the brand is called Eco Tan, E C O Tan, and they're based in Australia. Which, 
I'm, I'm like, well, that gives them credibility. I mean, it's Australia. They're so tan oh, well, and lovely it's there. Fine. It's got to be amazing. And I used it and it, it looked good, but I, I don't have anything to compare it to. I have to like mm. let people know that I don't know what other self tanners look like, but I thought it looked pretty good, but I didn't, I don't know all of those tips and tricks. People are like, well, you got to exfoliate and put like moisturize your heels and wash yeah. your hands. And I, I don't know. It seems like too much. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a whole thing, but you should try thing. spray tanning. Cause they do, they kind of instruct you everything to do. Like there's this, you go into the booth and there's this barrier cream that you put on like your heels and your knees oh. and any place where you would, where your skin would soak up too much. Okay. Okay. Um, and they kind of, it's really funny. Cause then a voice like tells you what to do. It'll be like, turn three quarters. Okay. Turn. Yeah. Well, I guess the, 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 the lady that does it here that everyone loves, she actually is in there with you. Like she, it's like, she's, oh, a, like she she's like a spray you. tan artist or something. Oh, well that's fancy. So, I've never done that. Why? No, I'm like super fancy. What is the deal? I, I don't, I just, I don't know. I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. It's probably horrible for me, but and then I'll probably become addicted and I'll be your orange friend for the rest mm -hmm. of time and thinking I look so healthy when I just You're going to be the new tan mom. I'll be the tan mm -hmm. mom. Tan mom, Oklahoma. Um, but I think that we probably should talk about sunscreens, uh, given that yeah. I do believe this episode today is running on July 4th, which, um, hello, everybody is out in the sun, hanging outside. I do have some favorite sunscreens that I have to talk about um, that are green because mm -hmm. I don't want to use anything that's a chemical block. You know, there's physical blocks and they're chemical blocks. And like the physical blocks are minerals. You know, they're, they're actually physically keeping your skin from absorbing the sunlight, the UV rays, whereas chemicals are chemical. And um, I don't prefer to use chemicals because A, they're not good for you. And B, they're actually really harming the ocean reefs. Like this is actually a big, big problem. And oh. I know some people probably don't care about the ocean, but it's kind of a big deal. And oxybenzone, which is found in so yeah. many conventional, it is, it's destroying the ocean's reefs alone. Oxybenzone, it's horrible. Yeah. So yeah, kind of terrible. From, like from an environmental perspective, I really don't want to use chemical sunscreens. So I've got a couple of favorite physical ones that I like that mm -hmm. I get asked about all the time. And my two favorites for the face, the first one is by Kula. And they have this, it's called the Unscented Matte Tint SPF 30. And uh, it's so hard to explain how this feels on the skin. Um, first of all, it is tinted, but I do not think it puts a tint on your face at all. Like I don't see any difference in color on my face when I put this on. So if you're worried about tinted, I wouldn't be concerned with this. But it, it's, you know, you squeeze it out of a tube. So it's essentially like a cream. But when you put it on your face, it just like disappears. It, it doesn't leave hydration or moisture. So if you're oily, um, you're putting this as a layer in between other products. It's, it's amazing. It's like, in fact, the first couple times I put it on, I thought this surely is not going to work. I'm going to get sunburned because I just don't feel like there's anything on my face. It's so lightweight. It's awesome. So for anyone that's out there that has oilier skin or, you know, just they don't like the heaviness of sunscreen, you have got to get Kula. It is so good. Have you okay. ever tried Kula? I haven't. Now, would you use this just on your face or do you use it on your whole body? Um, they do have sunscreen for the body, but this particular is, it, this is for the face. 
Um, because okay. it would be way too expensive to use it on the body. I mean, it's not super duper expensive. And they sell it on Amazon. I'll link to it at selfiepodcast.com. They have it at Sephora. If you have a Sephora around, they usually have a sample out there. So you can actually see what I'm talking about, like when you rub it into the skin. So that's the number one. And then um, my other one that I use is by Hint Beauty, which is another green beauty brand. And it's called the Hint Sun Prep 25, SPF 25. And this is more like a primer. It's moisturizing. So if I'm wearing this, I'll get out of the shower and maybe use a toner or something and then put this straight on my face. And it acts as my moisturizer with SPF. Whereas I don't think the matte, the Kula, I don't think that one, you're not going to feel moisturized enough. Um, unless you have really oily skin, you don't use moisturizer anyway. So I... I I tend to use the sun prep more often because I feel like it's just one less step for me. I just get out, tone my face, and then put the stuff on, and I'm good to go. Like, I'm moisturized and have my SPF, and it smells really good, and it does kind of act like a primer in that I feel like if I do put on a little bit of foundation or concealer afterwards, it just it goes on so nice. Like, it's really smooth the way it lays on my face. It doesn't get stuck. Like, the foundation doesn't seem to, like, settle in my pores or anything. So I, I really enjoy that one. And of the two, I probably, like I said, I probably use the Hint more often because I, I have drier skin. I, I like to feel like there's moisture. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, so those are the two for the face. And the one for the body that I love is by Beauty Counter, actually. they Oh, I've heard good things about that one. Yeah. They recently reformulated um, this past year. When they came out with their first one, I'm just going to say it was horrible. It was it it was just gross. It left a horrible white cast. Because, you know, with mineral sunscreens, you are going to get a little bit more of a whitish cast. Um, you know, chemicals, you don't have to worry about that. But since they're physical, like titanium dioxide and such, it might leave a little bit. That one was, like, just disgusting. I just looked like a white blob walking around. But they, they reformulated, and they have... Um, what they call their counter sun spray, but um, it's more of a mist. So it goes on really evenly. It's not bad for the environment. It's a physical block, mineral sunscreen. And I like it because it takes less time to spray it on and you're good to go. But they also make a lotion um, with the SPF okay. that you can use as well. But I think it's the best that I found in the green beauty world. And I will link up to that as well on Selfie Podcast. Do you have any favorite sunscreens? And also, what do you... Um, what sunscreens do you use for all of your kids? I imagine they're different. Well, it is. And that's a whole other thing is, you know, so when you're, when you're talking about sunscreens and natural sunscreens, generally speaking, they work by a mineral barrier, right? Right. And usually the mineral barrier is zinc <laughs> and zinc is white. Right. Now, if you, if you have ever seen a black person apply... <laughs> you know, zinc to their skin, it turns it lavender. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not um, good. Not good. No, not good. And so, you know, I mean, when my boys were little, I would slather them up in natural sunscreen and, you know, they would turn lavender and just, they're, they're mortified, you totally. know? So I've really had to do some diligence in finding a more natural sunscreen that doesn't rely on zinc which is what most of them are. And I mean, right. I think, you know, for people with white skin, it's like, yes, there's a little bit of a white cast, but you can kind of rub it in enough. Right. But it really, for, t for two teenage black boys who care very much about how they look, they're, they're not having it, you know? Totally. 
So here are a few that I have found. Um, there is one um, kind of rub on um, mineral product that is supposedly clear zinc, although it still has a little white cast, but it's Sun Bum. Oh, yeah. 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 And they're a great company. They're totally paraben free, gluten free. Um, they don't have the oxybenzone, you know, stuff. And it comes in a tub so you can rub it on. Um, so that's a good one. But I'm going to be honest, I do just often use the sprays because my kids swim every single day. And yeah. I know I'm ruining the ozone with the spray. But if you were looking for a spray that doesn't have the oxybenzone, um, there are two that I really like. One is Sunbum. They do have an aerosol spray. Um, and they've got SPF 30, 50, 70. Um, and then there's another one by Alba. Oh, Botanica. Alba Botanica. Yeah. Yeah. They have a great spray. Um, and and um, it's not too expensive. It's SPF 50. And it, again, does not have that oxybenzone. Um, but Alba also makes a spray like what you were talking about, like the mist. Right. So that it's not an aerosol. It's more of like almost like a water s spray bottle. Okay. Um, so they do have one of those as well. They call it Sunspray Kids and it's SPF 40 if you were looking for um, something like that. But those are the ones that I can use on all my kids um, that don't turn my boys white. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be that would be tough. Seriously. And I'm yeah. in the same boat as you now that we have a pool as well. Um, they they yeah. want to be in the pool all the time. And um, I'm going to look into that Alba Botanica for them, definitely. Well, and I have to say, I'm a fan of, of the long sleeve rash guards too. Yeah. No. I mean, sometimes I tell sure. my kids, like, you can either sunscreen yourself or throw on your long sleeve rash guard. And sometimes they'll just put the rash guard on because they don't want to deal. Oh, my kids hate the sunscreen. And, you know, it's interesting yeah. because Malou has my husband's skin tone. She's very olive. Olive. And she's mm -hmm. just tan. But my son, he's just like me, white and rashy and just gets so sunburned. And he hates, he hates putting that on. But I have to because I'm so worried about the skin cancer risk, which I mentioned a little bit earlier. But I have already had three basal cell carcinomas. <laughs> That's scary. How did you find them, Sarah? Well, that's, it's interesting. I, the first one I had when I was 27, I was in Chicago. I was just at my annual, you know, dermatology check, my skin check. And it was on my, my neck, like the inside of my throat kind of. And she just said, you know, this looks a little bit off to me. It's probably nothing. <laughs> I'm going right back to the whole story. When you got your call about your mammogram, you know, I'm immediately thinking I have a melanoma and I'm going to die. But totally. um, she's like, it's probably nothing. Let me check. And then the, they called and they said, you know, it's a basal cell carcinoma, which really quickly basal cell carcinoma is just, it's the most common skin cancer. Mm -hmm. It's usually on sun exposed areas. Um, the good thing is it grows really slowly. Right. So if you catch it early, it's you can you can take care of it. Um, what it usually entails is um, they have to remove the spot, but they also it usually goes deeper. So it usually always involves stitches. So they some of them kind of go in with a little knife. Some of them use these things. It's almost like a hole punch, which sounds really gross, but they have to go deep to get right. all of it. 
So it's right. like they just have to like shoot into your skin. So even though it's a small little hole, it goes deep within you. And then mm-hmm. they stitch it up. And unfortunately, it does scar. There's no way, really. I mean, I guess if you were super hyper diligent about trying to keep the scar down with oils or whatever, maybe. But so I had that one. And, you know, like I said, I have a lot of Irish in me. Um, I'm, I'm fair, all of that stuff. And so I thought that was odd. And the interesting thing is all three of mine have looked totally different. They, they're so interesting. Yeah. They can either be like dome shaped where you can kind of see, um, blood vessels, which was never me, or they can just look like a mole that is a little irregular. They can look like scars, like scar tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, one of mine was like this. They can look like scaly patches. I had this patch that was always scaly and like I, it's scabby and I like mm-hmm. pick it off and then it come back and then it come back. And that was another one. And it's usually in really? sun exposed. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, usually in sun exposed areas, but you know, my third one that I just had removed was at the very base of my bra line, right what? where well, my. Well, you don't get sun there. I know. Um, I mean, I do wear a. Bi- I mean, it is a part that has been tanned before. If I'm like in a bikini and I'm laying out, it does. The sun True. does hit it. But yeah, so um, not to freak anyone out, because like I said, it's a very slow growing cancer, but it is so imperative that you guys go and get checked every year because these things I would have never, there, there are moles on my body that I'm like, whoa, that's freaky. And they're nothing. It's these little things that I didn't even know that turned out to be cancer. Totally, It's so true. Yeah. So if anything, please see a dermatologist. They know exactly what they're looking for. Um, it's a very quick procedure. It mm-hmm. does involve some stitches. I mean, it hurts. I mean, they, you know, they obviously, I think what hurts the worst is when they put the shot of the numbing agent into your skin. Yeah. Um, but um, it's much better than, you know, going decades with something because it can spread. Oh it can spread in your body and it can be terminal. Um, right. It just takes a long time for it to get to that It does point. take a long time. But I could not agree more on the importance of doing a yearly, full body, totally naked by and a dermatologist yes. skin check. Full body. It's so important. Including mm-hmm. your vulva. Honest to God, you guys. Because melanoma, it does not spare any part of you. Like, you yeah. need your, at least look at yourself. Make sure you have looked at every inch of your body and it is. I mean, the first time I had one, I was like, oh, whoa, like I'm naked. Like we're really doing this thing, aren't we? But um, yeah, but I, I could not agree more too that I just don't think any of us have the skill to determine what's scary and what's not. You really do need a professional looking at everything because it's not always, like you said, the weird moles. Sometimes it's scaliness. Sometimes it's shiny mm-hmm. skin. Yeah. It's, it's not necessarily the stuff that is going to like scream at you, get this dealt with. Yeah. From my personal experience, like I said, they all three were very, very different. So Mm -hmm. you definitely need to see a professional. Yep. I completely agree. Okay. So Kristen, do you have any resolutions around this tanning issue? I know it's, it's a, it's a deal for you. It's a big deal for you. It's a deal for me. I think I think what I'm going to try to do, because another thing that I get um, that can be a problem for me is that I take walks or go on a run and then I don't wear sunscreen because it's an opportunity for me to get some sun. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really bad because then it's not really controlled or contained. So I do have one resolution and that is when I go for walks, I am going to wear a hat and I'm not going to take that as an opportunity to tan my face. That's awesome. That's awesome. How about you? 
I, it's funny. I was gonna say the same thing. Now that I, it's summer, I have a pool. I have invested in some major hats, some big yeah. wide brimmed hats <laughs> that I'm wearing. So that's number one. But number two is that there are many, many days that I do not put sunscreen on my face. Even yeah. though I talked about these ones that I love, lots of times I just skip straight to the makeup or no makeup and I just go and I don't spend a ton of time in the sun, but just driving in your car, the sun rays coming through. So I'm really going to try to be better about putting a sunscreen as a part of my routine, my makeup routine, the skincare routine in the morning, because we ain't getting any younger, my friend. And I know, you know, I don't want to be dealing with any more skin cancers. Thanks so much. I know. No, no. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Continue the selfie conversation with us on Instagram at, at selfie podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash selfie podcast. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. A huge thanks to Shepherd Audio for our intro music. Take care.